Hi friends, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair, where we share stories to invite presence, inspire, purpose, and ignite passion into the heart to share God's love across the world. And today I have such a precious, amazing, special guest. I was so excited to get her here and she's here in studio. My friend Kat, she is an American actress, singer and entrepreneur. She has starred in such shows as One Life to Live, one of my faves, and Knight Rider. Have you ever heard of that guy? Yes, David Hasselhoff, just to name a few. And on Broadway as Fantine in Le Mis. Kat, as she's known to her friends, is also a hypnotist. Oh, did I just say that? Yes, I did. <laughs> and mentalist and performs over a hundred shows a year. She is married to director and producer Todd Fisher and lives in Las Vegas basically Hollywood royalty. Hi, Kat. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank I'm you. I'm so happy I'm for you to so be here. I'm so happy to be here. I can't tell. I haven't seen you in I know. probably 16 years, yeah, and you it, haven't it, aged a minute. Oh, my gosh. Not a minute. <laughs> That's true. But I'm really happy to be here. Thank I was you. happy to be anywhere where we're spreading the word of God, of Jesus, and yeah. uh, and uh, get, hearing testimonies and uh, you know just talking about life. And I, I'm thrilled to be here, Annie, and I'm so pleased that you're doing oh this my gosh work. you inspire me so much uh i wanted to ask you because a lot of people we're going to talk about the youngies okay we're talking about maybe a little bit of many millennials oh millennials and yes maybe some zennials they might know you like not like i know you but can you tell us what happened because you basically are this hollywood icon that's my personal opinion you're a princess of hollywood but it didn't start out like that. Tell us where you're from. Okay, well, so I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, but I knew I was going to be an actress from the time I was five. I mean, it, it was something, and I knew exactly what I was going to do. It was the strangest thing. It was just like, I knew. There was no doubt. No one could put doubt in me. And I think that that is, that's God, first of all. He had me before right. I even knew him. He was always, uh, for me, my champion, my, the my architect of my life before I even knew him. So mm -hmm. it, it is a really an amazing thing. And I have walked away from, not left God, but, you know, in the thick of my career, I have walked away thinking, I've got this, you know, right. like most people do. And then your life, because you can have a great career, but when your life becomes a bit of a mess, then you, sure. you know, that's, and I love the saying, you know, when you're weak, you're strong, because yeah. that really is at the time when you pull yourself up, seek God, and, you know, it doesn't matter because we never, we can't let him go. Once you have him, mm -hmm. he's never going to leave you. Right, right. We walk away from him. But it's so wonderful because it may take a couple of, you know, these things in life. And then one day, everything just comes together. Right. And you realize this is the only way to live. To live in a life of faith, grace, uh, you know, forgiveness, to believe in in yourself fellow man be an inspiration mm -hmm. be an ambassador for christ it just hits you you know so being in this business really isn't conducive to that um because when you become well known <laughs> or start to make good money oh boy. and everybody's saying yes to you yes to you and you're so this and you're so great and you're so that and it's very hard to uh you know if you don't have 
this the the humble the humility of christ right, right. you know um, because he's in the front row of everything i do yeah he's our and, best yes and the front row of my life right <laughs> and so i love the accountability because yeah. you know and also just because i came from a very chaotic background that's my question five years old yeah. and you just knew but then what is the chaotic because i know your parents were into the dental business correct? well well my father was a, a dental uh, mm -hmm. a um surgeon you mm -hmm. know dental surgeon um but neither one of my parents they were raised catholic and uh, many times when that happens people when they get out of childhood and go into adulthood they've just had they've been beaten <laughs> not physically but you know they've been told how bad they are or, of course you know, my mom was a catholic thing. totally i mean I get and it. i don't want to put down the catholic no, no, faith because it's it's ma it's yes. major yeah but you know there's a lot of stuff especially back in the 50s and the 40s a lot of religious yeah yes and so what happened was you know that when they became adults they really kind of went into agnostic land mm -hmm. because it you know yeah. if no one's feeding you you get skinny, right? You know, so your spirit man is, is, is you're, you know, you're gonna be big and fat on the outside, and your spirit man on the inside is this skinny little thing because no one's feeding him or her, right? Right, right. So, uh, you know, I'd say I found the Lord on my own when I was little. He pulled me into a church. I wrote about this in my first book, the Thirty Day Heartbreak Cure, which yeah. is, a, you know. A book I wrote and you know it's just there was this big building and when I was about 10 I asked my grandmother what it was she said it was a church she put me in the car because I asked her if she would take me there and she said she would she would drop me off she did I sat in the front pew every single Sunday was it a mass service no it was, it was or? a big church it was okay. a Presbyterian church okay. but I would sit in the front row because I was alone and yeah. I was 10. That's so, that's really amazing. And I would wait because the, that's crazy. The, the minister, uh -huh. in my mind, he knew God personally right. because you're 10 years old. You know, you, you're grasping the concept of something much bigger than you that is out there. And so I hung on every word he said and he, he looked at me and chuckled and made me feel special because you see a 10 year old person without any family around her. And, and I'm wondering what's going on. Yeah. And, his, and so he would shake hands at the mm -hmm. door, big giant church. And I would wait in my line and shake his hand every day. And, and so he was just... Um, I remember those churches. They used to shake your hand. Yeah, every day. The and Lutheran he, churches were like that too. I, it's, it's the best. Yeah, it is. It the is. Best. It's, yeah. it's that personal touch and that personal like acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. I exist. You know, I'm I, not just a number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just, that was my first contact with mm -hmm. God. And so I knew I was going to have a career in show business. I always knew that. How was the question? How do I get from a small town in Florida to, at that time, Hollywood, California? Right. How? You know, and so I, and my, and my young life was chaotic because my parents got a divorce when I was about five and it was That's very contentious. And, yeah. you know, so it was, it, it, but I always had joy. Always. And that's God, no right. doubt. Did you ever feel as a child that, well, is this my fault? No, I have to say I didn't. Um, but things play out later mm -hmm. in subconscious ways mm -hmm. in our life. And um, and mine was this, I, you know, so I, I, I figured out how to get out of a small town. I became a stewardess when I was 
19. I don't know how you could have done that. I, I can't stand flying. Well, Catherine. I was I afraid can't. of flying, but what's stronger, your fear oh. or your desire? That's really <laughs> what it comes down to. My desire <laughs> to go out there right. was stronger than my fear of flying. And I, I only made it about six months. And but then what airlines was it? Can I It ask? was National Airlines, oh, which was based out of Florida. Okay. And after, I remember National Airlines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really awesome. That, but I became the spokesperson for the airline and mm -hmm. their course, TV. Of course, you're so gorgeous. Like, oh, why not? Thank you. But I had to audition <laughs> Barbie for doll. It. But then Barbie doll. it got me out of my small town. <laughs> I quit after six months because I knew if I stayed any longer that I was never going to leave. It was a really good job. It was fun. You know, it was really fun. But I had this destiny I felt like I had to fill, you know, and part of that was going out, studying, acting, becoming an actor. I wanted to be on soap operas. Why? Because I grew up watching them. Oh, my gosh. Teenage years. And yeah. so in my mind, it was like, wow, <laughs> Summer a vacation. story that never ends. Oh. <laughs> and <laughs> a story yeah, that never it ends. Just, it keeps going. Yeah. And uh, just be good enough that they want you to keep going Everyone with eventually it. <laughs> sleeps with everybody. I mean, it's just the way it is. It is. and But, you know, I get to stay home and have a yeah. normal life. And that's what I was after. Yeah. But when I've said that your life plays out in ways that we don't think about, like we mm -hmm. don't realize, oh, I'm good. I grew up in chaos. And, oh. It didn't affect me, except when your personal life is a mess. I mean, yeah. my I always had a great career. I worked very hard for that. But what was my your first break? Like your real, like, was it Texas? No. Well, that's, that's a good memory. <laughs> my first real that's break. That's a show, everyone, by the way. It's a show called Texas. You know what? I'm going to bring up this, this girl's <laughs> name. Be yes, because it was my first job was with Kathy Lee Gifford. Oh my gosh. Who was, we all know who she is. And she is amazing. She is. Now we're talking 40 something years yeah. ago. Okay. So this is a long time ago. We are, you are the gangster. Okay. <laughs> I gotta say, OG. Respect. OG. Mad respect. Thanks. But <laughs> Kathy Lee was a super Christian, mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that she had a great impact on my life as a young girl because, um, I I was a little on the wild side. Mm -hmm. uh, There's and, nothing wrong with that. Uh, <laughs> right. But she was always really grounded. Yeah. And by example, she was amazing. And um, I still admire her mm -hmm. to this day more than probably anybody else because of her, the way she has been able to maintain. Yeah. Um, all I think about things. her all the time, but it yeah. was called the Hee Haw Honeys, my first break, about three country singers, girls. Hee Haw Honeys? Yeah. And so we were in Nashville, and that was my first big break. And then my first break in soap operas was not long after that, and it was in 1979, and I went to do my first show. Uh, Texas that you just brought yes. up. It was a soap opera. It was a spinoff of another show was called it a Another World. Soap opera? No, it was in the During day. During the day, okay. We spun off of a show called Another World into our own, Love own that show. show. Yeah. And I was just, uh, so I moved from L.A. to New York. I mean, what's left, by the way? Because General Hospital. Yes. Bold and all, the Beautiful, bold, Young and the Restless. And All My Children. And uh, No, that's gone. Did they get rid of that? Okay. Yeah. All oh My, my Children is gone. What a great show that was. Yes, it was. And so, you know, it's... Um, one Life to Live. One Life to Live is gone. I was there for the last 12 years wow. and, you know, but so it's just, you know, my, my vision for myself is that I was going to do that, but I ended up doing a lot of other things, but I spent almost 39 years on daytime, loved it so much. Wow. Yeah. Really loved it.
because of That's, the fans too. That because is they're just incredible. Awesome. I want to ask you about Knight Rider because that show, when I was a teenager, I remember watching it. Maybe I was about 10 or 11 or 12, right when I was turning my teens. I mm -hmm. remember that car. It would come on. Da, 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 <laughs> and I would be like, yeah. this car talks. What is this? Now cars Kick actually car. talk. Right? They do. I mean, Which, Tesla practically, yeah. it drives itself. I mean, my I, car talks incredible. to me. I'm like, hi. Well, if you press this button, I don't want to press any more buttons. But no, the kit car really got me. My brother got one of those cars. I used to take my little Barbie and put her in there. And it was crazy. And to know that you were not just married to David for a while, you were on the show, what, three times as a guest appearance? Yeah, I wrote the part. You played his girlfriend, right? I played his uh, fiance. Mm -hmm. It was, a, I wrote the role um, because in, in, in the series Knight Rider, Michael Long, before he's Michael Knight, is left for dead, shot in the face, left for dead. And the Wilton Knight he didn't Foundation. Look like it. Yeah. <laughs> I took the best years of his he life. Did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I always have to make a joke out of it because it's never fun when you're, you're married to somebody mm -hmm. and before they're super famous, right. then they become famous, then there's all the problems. Is that what happened? Um, kind I, of? I can't, you know what? There's never a blame. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not into that because. Yeah. It, he he like rose overnight basically. He, he did, and you know he he was really. We were both on soap operas when mm -hmm. we met, and then when he got Knight Rider, he became extremely what famous soap very opera was fast. He on? Was Young he on? and the Restless? Yeah, Young and the Restless. Mm -hmm. That's right. And and it's very weird to watch extreme fame happen to the person that you're living with. It's it's and what it does, and and how people are, and and who uses them, and who's really their friend. Oh yes, all and you that. and and you become very insignificant yeah. in the whole thing because you're just on a shelf now. everyone else is saying you're the best you're the greatest and you know the wife has to keep it real yep. or the husband you know being home right. you have to keep it real they don't want it to be kept real when that happens then it's very difficult you know and also right. he was struggling back then with things that, mm -hmm. that the world knows about of now course. you know yeah. um i was just so young i didn't yeah. know how to handle Hold any of that Oh, I don't even know. I'd have to do the math, but I was in my early twenties, yeah. and oh, so you, were you know, a baby. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, I just didn't know. I didn't really know anything about addiction. I didn't know anything about alcoholism. I didn't know anything about that. Is it but all you his felt fault? like you were in love? Oh, I'm well, right. No, you felt yes, like you were, but, would have done anything for him, right? Um, no, I don't think I've ever felt that way about a human being. I'd do anything for the Lord. Wow. I don't know that I would do anything for a human yeah. being. I can't know that I can say that and mean it because there's some things we shouldn't do. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I know it's like unconditional love. I don't know that that's possible with a human being. We get it from our animals. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful thought, mm -hmm. but to love unconditionally means that you would, could possibly give up yourself, meaning like you're anything morally, you know, okay. anything spiritually. So cue in this. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I, that's, that's something that's, I did, unfortunately with the the trafficking. Yeah. I gave whatever I could because I watched my mom do it with my father. And I think mm -hmm. that was just something that was programmed. 
hypnotically programmed into my psyche. Well, you know, here's the thing, and we'll get into the hypnosis because that is very important to people to understand what that is. Mm -hmm. Other than just, you know, someone thinking it's mind control because it's not. Mm -hmm. It is is something else altogether different. But we are constantly being programmed by Mm -hmm. life, by people, by televisions, by... I agree. By people that are in our life in social media roles (laughs) oh constant so it's really you know you Uh have to you have to understand what it is Mm -hmm. um programming and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing you really have to understand what it is and how it works because only then can you protect yourself from having that happen so tell me what happened then you obviously got divorced yeah i didn't make it very long in that marriage because it was it was five years right well, I left after three. Yeah. And so, and that was really hard because we were a very well-known couple. And when you're young. Yeah, and you guys you don't have, a You know, when you get older, couple. it's, uh, thank you. When you get older, you have this great, like, sense of um, what you will and will not tolerate, what's right, what's wrong. You know, it, it's wonderful. When you're young, you don't have that yet because right. you don't have the wisdom of life yes. experience. So, yes. when, But when we're at that age, when we're young, we think we do know everything. Well, yes. You, know, you we're think like, you know but I do know. <laughs> but you don't. And you're like, no, no you really don't. <laughs> you, Looking you back now. You, the only way you can get wisdom is by mm-hmm. living. Yes. And so youth is wasted on the young. That's why when we get older... And we look at pictures of ourselves when we were younger and we go, wow, I thought I was fat back then. I was Dang, really I good. Pretty good. I never knew it because <laughs> youth is wasted on the young. Yes. You don't realize what you have, who so you are. Good. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. So you ended up, you know, divorcing. And then what, what picked you up after that? Because well, obviously. Well, that divorce was really hard because um, there was a big support staff on system in place for him and not for me at all Um, because I was the bad person for leaving. Everyone eventually came to me maybe a decade, 15 years later and apologized. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people around that marriage because they realized when... God, that took so long. It does, but it doesn't matter. A decade, 15 years. Hey, I'm (laughs) sorry. But you want to know something? I never expected it. So it was wonderful. And and, And I was more than happy to say, it's okay. Yeah. We're all in a different place now, but it was hard because, you know, it was, it's bad enough when your personal life is, if there's an epic fail somewhere, right. you know, like that. And, and, um, I literally was so traumatized by it all. I left the country for two years. I, I lived in Italy for two oh years. I, I made I a movie over there and I decided to what stay. What movie was it? It wasn't ever released here. It was okay. an Italian film. So I love Italy. I, I, I love I Italy, just, too, and I love it. I love it. their food and the people. Boy, and I learned how to just be a full-blown adult living mi scusa. there. <laughs> I was just really, you know, when I went there, I was a frightened shell of myself. Mm-hmm. When I came back, I was a whole human being. Did you speak Italian in that feature? No, but I do speak. That's my second language because okay. I, I, I ended up going to the international language school in Rome and it was really good for me. But, you know, it's 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 so weird. That, like I just stayed there and that's left. left it's for two wonderful. Years. I think it's great. I lived in Italy for three months and I loved it. Yeah. But I couldn't wait to get back to the States. I yeah. was traumatized. There's no place like the United States. Oh, there's not. The variety of shampoo is two. In, in the United States, it's like you get a hundred choices. Yes. I, I think it's changed now, but Italy yeah. is, was quite the culture shock for me. And I was in my twenties at the time. And yeah. 
I, I loved it. it. It was really a neat experience. So I wasn't afraid of anything when I came back. Then you back. came back. You were yeah. just bold and beautiful, ready to go. <laughs> I just felt like I knew who I was when I got back. You know, like I finally knew my place, you know, in life. And, and you, that's a funny saying, know your place. You know, it's a it's an odd saying and it can make people feel like, or it can make people go, oh, yeah, I get it. My way of looking at that is that our place changes several times a day. Mm-hmm. And so it's good to know your place because mm-hmm. sometimes you're going to be a mother. Sometimes you're going to be a daughter. Sometimes you're going to be a boss, sometimes an employee, sometimes an evangelist, sometimes you're. And so your place is constantly changing. And mm-hmm. so, you know, knowing your place is important because there's other people in your place. Right. And you have to be, rev- you know, reverent or, you, you know, it, you, you just it's like being an actor. You're just always changing your place. You know, so when role. you go back to Hollywood, did you just. Did you look for roles to play or were you were you just just kind of I'm here, I'm ready, let's go? Yeah, I I came home and I realized I had taken myself out of the the acting game mm-hmm. for a long time, 2 years. I I mean I I did it over there but taking myself out of out of it here. Um but life was good and the Lord is always good. So I always so I moved to back here and uh I met a fantastic man named Michael Knight. He was on All My Children. He played Tad Martin on All My Children. Okay. And he was, and he is, that was, he is an amazing human being. Um, just incredible person. Super good heart. You know, I, uh, we met, we were friends. We ended up friendship catching on fire. We got married and he went back to New York to returned to all my children mm-hmm. and so I went of course back with him and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I first of all I don't like Hollywood I don't like it I don't like being there I don't like I don't like anything about it mm. nothing I and I always felt that way uh, but I feel that way now more for obvious reasons but in New York actors are kind of like postal workers you know you're is it and and so we don't think oh well aren't i important <laughs> i have the vip to get in this yeah, club no, move you're, out of my you're way just another person that <laughs> get in the cabin shut up no yeah, you go to work <laughs> we call it the factory you know? get down to broadway and get your little dance finished okay <laughs> exactly so i i loved living in new york and once i moved there and i started a show called loving mm-hmm. and then we morphed into another show some years later called uh the city that was ABC as well. And then I, when I was on um, that show, I did Les Mis on Broadway. I started singing lessons. None of this would have happened if I hadn't moved to New York. And none of that would have happened if I hadn't met Michael Knight. So you start to see how important the people that come into your life Absolutely. are. You know? you know, we have just a couple minutes left. Yeah. I want to, because right now this is obviously going to be part one. Yes. I want to talk about your character in Les Mis. Oh, Okay. Because uh, it was you great. played, it was fun. you played the prostitute. Yep. Possibly, she was a victim of trafficking. Possibly. Well, she had to do that to take Definitely. care of her sick daughter. Definitely. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of camp on that. So let's talk to everyone to say goodbye and okay. Let's ask them. Um, actually, I want you to tell them what you do with your cosmetics. You have about three minutes. Because you have your own cosmetics company. I do. And then we'll get, I brought something for you. You did? Yes, I did. So when I was on One Life to Live, I started a cosmetic line Mm -hmm. because I was 43 years old, I think. 
Oh, uh, wait, 43. Yeah, I was 43 or 44. You look like you're 40 in your 40s right no, now. I'm 66 now, and I'm proud of every minute. And I'm, I don't great. mind aging because I understand you, it. And also yeah. aging is a lot in your mind, yeah. how you age physically. You look so gorgeous, Cat. Come on. But I started this company because I was looking at my dressing room table, and I had a lipstick from one company and a powder from another one and foundation from another one. And I thought, look at all these places oh, I had to go to. And, you know, and it was trial by error right. constantly and a lot of money being spent. Mm -hmm. And I thought they could do better. That's mm -hmm. what I thought. It could be better. I like this. It's good, but, and it's the best, but it, it could be better. So I ended up going to a um, chemist, a, a, a cosmetic chemist and having things copied, but made better mm -hmm. in, in what, in color or formula. Right. And I did it just for myself. And the, all the great. actors on the show were like, she looks good on camera. I want what <laughs> she's using. And the makeup artist said she's using her own makeup. So that's how I actually became a company is because everybody seemed to want it. So I, what I brought you today, sorry this about is this. So this is so fun. I feel like I'm having Christmas right now. Well, you are because, what is this? well, this is, this is um, a color palette. And oh, wow. So this would go, this is for any right. type of woman, okay. no matter what your hair color, your skin color, they're all natural colors mm -hmm. made, found in nature. You know, now you're, you're a bling girl. You like your bling on pinks your face and, yeah. and your pinks and all that stuff. And that's great. But this is, th this palette is designed because I was already in my forties. This is designed to make you look at least 10 years younger. Yeah. And it is also designed to be a five minute makeup job, right. which is what I did for myself. I didn't okay. know we were on camera today, so but I'm not sure how I look, awesome. <laughs> but I can tell you that this is what I'm wearing. And I loved, you know, so Let's talk about the name. So if people want to look this up because we have about one minute. Okay. It's Cat Cosmetics because okay. my C-A-T Cosmetics.com. And they can just go to Cat Cosmetics.com. That's yes. going to be on the screen, everyone. That's right. And if you see something you like, if you use the code we care, all we one care. word, we okay. care, because I do. And yeah. So do my people care. Oh. So we care and you'll get 20% off of everything. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. And this is the brush that mm -hmm. goes with the kit. It's sable. And then you have the, um, oh, the lip gloss, which is pink. You're going to yeah. love that. Yeah. It, looks, it looks like what it you lights have on up a little your bit. face. And yeah. then you have the pencil, which I have on right now and your sharpener. So that's a Thank whole you. kit called the uh, instant beauty kit. Okay. Yeah, and Wonderful. I love my company. It's 21 years old now. And wow! Yeah, everyone's congratulations. Saying, you can't do it. It's gonna fail. No. Okay. Come on, girl. You're doing talk awesome. Talk to the hand. That's talk right. To the That's hand. right. You just can't take on other so, people's insecurities. Catcosmetics.com. Yeah. All right. Perfect. We will see you again on part two. Thank you. My name is Annie Lobert, and we'll see you in part two. Hi, friends. Annie Lobert here from Annie's Pink Chair where we bring stories that invite the presence of God, inspire purpose, and ignite passion to bring God's love into the world. And I want to share a resource with you that I am personally very happy about because it's a book that I wrote called Fallen Out of the Sex Industry and Into the Arms of the Savior. It's in English and in Spanish. And this is my crazy harrowing journey out of sex trafficking. Getting out of sex trafficking was one of the hardest things I had ever done in my life. But my story explains, it reads just like a movie, how I got out, but first of all, how I got pulled in, 
why I got pulled in. You think about it, a white girl, how did she get into trafficking? Yes, it happens. And how God lovingly, gently scooped me out of the arms of the devil and snatched me out of that realm and brought me into his kingdom to do the work that I'm called to do now. Please go to our website. You can pick up our book. And also, we need your partnership. TV is not free. Podcasting is not free. Just go to pinkchair.com, click on donate, and help us end human sex trafficking. Thank you so much.